Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in Double Deuce. It is the latest in the Double Deuce action you have come to know and love. About eight years ago, we came up with a plan, Nelson and I, a plan to talk for 22 minutes a week about whatever was on our minds. And my God, eight years we've stuck to it. I had a child who's now almost eight years old. And uh, that's um, almost, yeah. Oh, shit. He's yelling at me now. Checking in the room. Yeah, he was in the. He was downstairs in the room for a little bit, but he's leaving now. But anyway, the point is, fans, thank you for being with us on this exciting journey. If you're just now joining us, go back and listen. There, there's just a lot of time has passed, and a lot of fun things have happened. You'll hear stories about our lives. You'll hear stories about uh, my coworker, a kiddo's life, and uh, and some salacious stories about uh, my mom and a certain object I wasn't supposed to find, but forever changed the nature of my understanding of human sexuality. I mean, I feel, yeah, it, for a second it sounded like you were really going to be giving out some lurid details about your mom, but I'm glad you brought it back to to the thing that shall not be named. Yeah, yeah, well, she never listens to these, so... I'm not too worried. She does about occasionally. It. She listened to one just so she could yell at me about the fact that I told her she didn't listen to any of them. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the how dance are you? Continues. What's that? It does I said how are you? I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been a hell of a couple of weeks. Been very busy. We had massles on Friday. We that did. Was fun. Andy Morton co-hosted. He did. He. Uh, he made it like a real trivia show. It felt but very trivia-ish. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you, He's you a know, we need to... Trivia door. Took it up a notch. Notched it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, and then then I uh, I went and did a, a, a dance monkey dance thing um, for my friend Sophie Tate's uh, birthday. Or not birthday, sorry, wedding shower. What's the dance Over monkey it. dance thing? Well, so so Sophie is getting married uh, to a dude from Scotland named Kieran. who's a really nice dude. And mm-hmm. they were having a shower and there are like four or five women in town who are Sophie's like godmothers. And they're all like folks with like a lot of money. And my mom, she doesn't have like a lot of money. Uh, what she has is uh, a talented family and some song and dance folks. So she made us do sort of a, a, a loving baton death march through uh, Sophie and Kieran's relationship and put together a 15-minute show that we performed in the parlor, which was a combination of musical theater songs adapted with pithy lyrics relevant mm-hmm. to Sophie and Kieran's engaging uh, engagement and matrimony. Uh, and then also with some spoken word poetry composed by yours, yours truly based on kind of the story of their meeting and falling in love. Uh, the whole thing was at the uh, Wint and Mary Winter's household. Wint Winter, for those who don't know, was a state senator in Kansas for a while. They donate a lot back to the community and they have a family fund. They're very nice people. Uh, but uh, it did have the feel of 
when you're a kid and you do a show uh, for your parents at their party and you're sort of the entertainment. Uh, hold on a second. What would you like, son? He wants burger stand for dinner is what we're, we're getting from the, right on. from the co-worker. Yeah. But anyway, uh, there it was. It was. Uh, but what was funny? Can I tell you the funny thing, Nelson, about that whole thing? Yes. Um. We So we sort of had the music section, which was my sister and this guy, Alan. Uh, who the folks know. Um, and then there was the uh, the spoken word section, which was me. But Kieran, um, Sophie's fiance, he's Scottish. And uh, what's hilarious is Alan Martin, who was playing him in the show, and is the friend that we knew who sings, is also Scottish. So not only were they able to put together this small program, it was uh, it was accurate in terms of the, you know, the nationality of the key players. So there you go. Well, that's, uh, that's the that's, that's the April casting for you. It was some good casting. I mean, how many Scottish people are there in Lawrence at any given time? Well, I'm going to guess. Yeah, it's a low number. Yep. I mean, I think there's some. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're they're represented, but but not. We've definitely got an, an English guy in the in the department in the in the in the, in the, K, in the KU faculty because I've seen him around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, but I I don't know I don't know how many other Scots there are except for Alan. Are you Scottish? Let us know. Hashtag double deuce. My friend of Haggis. That's wild that Sophie's getting married. I remember when they went over to adopt her. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and it's so exciting. But it, it was it was it was kind of a tearjerker of a of an event because uh, you know it was. It was nice to see her so happy and in love and adult and grown up and you know that's this kid is gonna change the world. So yeah. Good for her and her her Scottish dude. But check this out. You know what his play was? I found this very admirable. Like talk about romantic gestures, right? Like mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out if they're liking each other and he thinks she's like too cool for school, right? But mm-hmm. then they're hanging out and she's like, Oh, my jacket's busted. I got I got my jacket got ripped and I, and I can't wear my jacket. He's like, Hey, I'll fix your jacket. And so I guess he's got some sewing skills and I guess he fixed her jacket. And that was mm-hmm. like a big, like a big, like romantic gesture. And she's like, oh, I kind of dig that guy. He's practical. He's got practical prowess. I'm into him. Yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, you, you won't go today, jacketless with this man. You need to, uh, to brush up on your sewing skills because you never know if you'll be in Sheffield studying public health uh, and you'll meet a, a gal whose jacket is ripped. and your sewing skills could be the difference between getting married or living a life of sad bachelorhood in a, in a flat on the West side of town with George Williams way and soccer moms jogging and roundabouts. And you watch the home shopping channel at night because you need some noise when you sleep. Cause otherwise it's the deafening silence of your own aloneness. What's the and home shopping I, channel like in England? Do they have their own one or do they just do the one that we do? Well, first of all, it's called the Home Chopping Channel. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and secondly, um, everything's uh, everything's out of this 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 old dude with a big crusty beard's trunk, like of his car, which he calls his boot. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, here's a nice one. Here's a nice one. It's five ninety nine. Uh, long round thing. You turn this bit and Bob's your uncle. Five ninety nine. And uh, and then then you uh, you have to actually take the money by hand to uh, 
a parking garage, which they call a car park, um, in the in the middle of town, uh, and meet uh, a lad named Ian uh, there, and and Ian takes your money and gives you the part. Seems like it's easier to just go to a store. Yeah, well, uh, it's not as big there uh, because you know it's a it's a smaller country, and so uh, they they think shipping they only have is one store. Lazy people, yeah, they don't do drive through donut shops either. Like, what kind of world is that? You know, I mean, you have to actually walk to your donut store. Uh, well, in the old world, ridiculous. they want you to sit and enjoy your donut, not drive with your donut. Wow, that's the kind of living that that's closer to dying, and they don't believe in that. I also got, uh, I, I don't know if I got looks or if I just anticipated that I would get looks for carrying around to-go coffee because they're not big on, like, the the carrying around a, a thing of to-go coffee. Like, they, they don't do that there. They're like, well, why don't you just drink it before when you're sitting down? Why do you have to? They see that as, as poor time it? management, probably. Why didn't I'm you have time to drink see, your coffee? Yeah. They would never tell you that directly. Uh, they would say, uh, "Oh, do you do you need to be? Uh, you think maybe leaving a few minutes earlier?" They they might say, or uh, I I shouldn't think, but uh, but a uh, uh, a few minutes earlier might help you finish that coffee before you left. Or you know, they might not just say anything. They might just kind of look at you and then look at the coffee and then look back at you, uh, and then and then moving on. He'd say, and you'd never talk about it, but you won't be invited to their their parties. What other European facts can we give the kids at home? Well, here's something interesting, and this is going back to my friend uh, Sophie and her, her uh, partner Karen's wedding. It, he picked uh, the most romantic day that he was going to propose to her. Uh, mm-hmm. He was going to propose to her on, on bonfire night, which, okay. you know, they got fireworks and stuff, so I can kind of see it. But I do think that's kind of hilarious because it's all about like burning effigies and like, you know, uh, proposing while there's like Guy Fox just on fire behind you. Um, I, I think it's pretty badass. I'm not sure it's like top of the like. So uh, France, like Paris, like Eiffel Tower. Right. And maybe a rose and uh, a, a surly Frenchman smoking a filterless cigarette playing concerta while you're on your knee. Uh, London, uh, sorry, uh, Sheffield, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of chairs piled up and on fire with a with a dummy with a Guy Fox mask on its face, burning, just burning, and you're on your knee in front of in front of that uh, with like some squibby fireworks that are a little bit damp, you know, kind of pump it off here and there. Man, yeah. you tell me which is more romantic. Um, I don't have to. The listeners can. Listeners, yeah, what's listen. more romantic, burning effigies or uh, an old man smoking a pipe? I feel like we've really cut to the core of a couple of cultures today. Mm-hmm. Um, Other European facts, 73% of them have sex standing up. Of 73% of Europeans? Yes. Wow, really? Yep. What about Eastern Europeans? Oh, yeah, that, that's where a lot of the numbers come from. In the West, there's they, more of them that want to lay have a have a lay down, you know. Is that because strong. of like a lack of beds from the war? Um, it's it's I think a matter again of time management, and also it's they're they're a sturdy people who are used to uh, taking what they can when they can, and and so they're like, why lie down? And then you got to get up. We don't have time for that. Well, that makes sense in all of those. 
Jack the Ripper documentaries, there there mm-hmm. are always some couples like doing it uh, in the alleyway, standing up. So exactly, that really that does track with my historical experience. accuracy. Yeah, yeah, I, that 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 happens too. There's there's um, uh you know for for when Europeans do sex in movies, they've got a like a guy who comes there and teaches them how to do it in positions that aren't standing up, or they generally also try to hire people who will will not stand up. Who who can do it? You know, horizontally, diagonally, anyway. Yeah, it's a it's a it's um, a question on the questionnaire for European actors to fill out before they. Here's can do another acting. fun fact: uh, they they don't call it um they don't they don't call it Santa. It's they they call him Father Christmas or uh, uh, Herr Dingle Klaus in in Germany. Uh, the the Dutch call him Schlappenhafen. Uh, and uh, and the the Russians uh, call him Ivan Drago, and he doesn't he doesn't have like a Wonderland in Europe. He's he's got uh, a grotto, and uh, what that is is they take a section of the of the mall and they smash a bunch of bottles on the ground and put out a bunch of cigarette butts down there. And uh, then they they take one or two mines, not a lot because you know they they're, they're pretty scarce because uh, of their wars. Um, but then they they basically put those in, in places and cover them with uh, some tinsel, and uh, and the children have to actually get across the grotto to uh, Father Klaus or Dropping uh, Rockin or Ivan Drago, uh, and then if they are able to do that. Uh, and they still have legs. They can they can sit on uh, his knee, uh, and he will listen to what they want, and then he will uh, slap them, and and uh, and uh, they don't get anything. Um, that's how Christmas goes over there. That's dire. I like um, our way better. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to start an international fight here, but uh, but I think our way is better. I mean, I think if you absorb enough generational national trauma that you adapt your festivities i mean i think we're only one land u.s land war away from that yeah you know i I guess you know i i mean i i suppose our way is also a distillation of the capitalism that is slowly strangling us all but if you look at global markets it's also slowly strangling them so less minefields i think is probably better like you know you you've got two distinct systems you've got the american system where they, we grow up with hope only to have it dashed mm-hmm. and the european system where you grow up with no hope and just have your your low expectations consistently met and while i i feel like you know the americans give big ups to our method i think there's something to be said for that just coming in with low expectations thinking you know it's really not going to get any better and then when it doesn't you're like yep well, I told you. Um, That's why the university think, students, un- unlike ours, who just become disillusioned when they find out that the things that they were taught when they were small were gross generalizations at best, th- they're ready to riot because they already yeah, know these yeah. things. Well, and and they and they will they will go to the streets because they're like if if we don't go to the streets then then they're not they're not going to do anything for us whereas uh, we're just too lazy and um, we figure somebody else. Well, we go to it. the streets, but we're extremely polite about it because the police murder us a lot more here than they do over there. 
That's a good point. That's a good point. Getting murdered regularly does tend to tamp down your sassiness. Mm-hmm. Our police are also uh, outfitted like an army, and that doesn't help yeah, for, yeah. for getting too too boisterous in the streets. Yeah, see, a nice thing about losing two major wars is no one wants you to have weapons and ammunition, so you don't have enough left over to sell to your police at cut cut discount rates, making them into a paramilitary organization that then you expect to be social workers and um and and the snap judgments uh, makers of snap judgments who are who are always correct for real low wages. Um, so. Uh, I think there may be a flaw in the system. I don't want to say it's a couple of bad apples. I want to say it's it's a systemic issue. I'm just going to come out there with my hot take that no one's thought of and say that I think it's a systemic issue. I think, too, I saw somebody mention uh, the other day, and I think it's, it's, it's pretty valid, too, when people keep making the couple of bad apples that they don't quote the whole you know thing, which is that, that those couple of bad apples spoil the entire bunch, you know? They just yeah, kind of yeah. look at the first part, which uh, feels that's the point that the first part is what they tell you to make you not care as much about the fact that all your apples are bad. Apple apocalypse. Yeah. Um, we should anyway. want to see that movie, but I don't know. Is apple apocalypse. Apple apocalypse because we're out of apples or because there's way too many apples or because there is an apple danger like. Like there's a storm of apples, like, you know, a sharknado, but apples, but that's like throwing a bunch of rocks around, you know, and they're going to be like hitting people and breaking windows and and stuff. Yeah. And no one wants that. So here's what I want to watch it, but I don't want it to happen in real life. And so I'm glad that, you know, climate change will probably make apples an impossibility before it'll start throwing apples around in, in a giant storm. So we dodged a, an apple bullet there, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with a trailer here, right? Like, like some music starts with that low tone that, ooh, that they love to put in trailers, and it's like a couple of bad apples, says the text, right? And then mm-hmm. the camera pans as Timothy Chamelay and like and and uh, uh, Justin Thoreau and Louis Thoreau, like Justin Thoreau and Louis Thoreau together, uh, and Timothy Chalamet, like walking slowly, like they got the long coats on, um, at like like kind of half Blade Runner, half um, you know, like like bad uh, film noir cosplay, yeah, uh, and then then the, then it fades down, and and and, and the text comes up, spoil the whole bunch. And then there's just like it comes back up and there's massive devastation followed by scene after scene of them like blowing things up. Yeah. And at the end, David Harbour in in a in a Santa suit in a in a in a minefield uh, grotto thing, although he's already done that. So he might not want to do it again, but I think it, it fits for this. Yeah. And we could probably just use that footage. Save yeah. a little money. Yeah. That's it. That's Apocalypse it. Uh, coming in, in a summer. Not yet rated. It's probably late summer because then Apple season's coming right up after that, so we can do a lot of like product tie-ins. Maybe you could only use actors who you could put Apple in their names, like Ben Applek and um and Fiona Apple and and Napple Me Portland and yeah. um and and we could just uh, we could just uh, make it easier and just put apples into everyone's names in the credits like they do on a Simpsons Halloween episode. 
Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I I'm, I feel like the ones that I gave you are pretty legit. So let's talk to. Some they are, but we're gonna need to hire more than four actors. Man, you always is, get tied up in logistics. I'm an I idea. I mean, this is man. a this is a big this is a big tragedy apocalypse level like movie. We it's not like an intimate uh, in a house kind of movie. So we we need more than four people. I'm just giving oh, hey. you the logistics here. Before we run out of time, and I feel like we've covered a lot of really positive ground here, including yep. chicken recipes and European Christmas. But mm-hmm. before we wrap up, um, and, and the, I, and I the degree want... that people stand or lay at when they have sexual relations across the world. Yeah, that part I kind of blocked out because it was a little traumatizing to me. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, who wants to think of European sparking? You yeah, know, in Australia, they, they always need a downward slant. More facts. Yeah. Did you know they 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 also ninety eight percent of Australians need to have sex at a downward slant? It's true. It's true, and it's left to right rather than right to left that they're mm-hmm. they're doing their their fucking. Yep. If if they try anyway, to do it the other way, they call that against the grain down in Australia. Wanna, so if somebody uh, says they were against the grain last night. Now you know what they mean. Oh, is that what that means? Yep, that's a sex thing. Yep, they were having sex at the the reverse angle. Uh, uh, yet the good thing is you can't get pregnant that way so if you don't have a condom then that's that's when that's why you would or it's an accident because you're too drunk to know which angle you fell down at and then you don't want to get back up again but only in australia oh well it's a big deal in australia yeah uh other it's true other people can get pregnant that way australians they can't it's it's because of how the the toilets like go down in that country it's a whole thing evolution my my brother evolution sex is hard yeah yeah you gotta know the angles it's like playing pool you gotta know the angles or else you're gonna be in australia and you're accidentally gonna get someone pregnant Ooh, sorry about that. Yeah. I just put maybe in you. Mm-hmm. To be fair, you have to have a license to have condoms in Australia. You know, I see your rubber license, miss. Yeah. Gonna have to take you down to the station. That's exactly how it would go. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. That's what all Australians say before they have sex, by the way. I realize that movie only came out 20 years ago, but they, they passed some quick resolutions in the in their their Congress down there, which is called those guys in Australia. And they passed a bunch of laws. And uh, yeah, people people were into it, though. So it wasn't a hard sell. And I mean, you know, it's not like they're going to know if you don't say it, but you're, they do encourage people to report if if they have sex in, in person at least one of them doesn't say it this whole episode has been filthy it has but it's been full of facts so i think this this one's for the high school students i wouldn't i don't know that this is for the elementary school kids at least you know middle school let's we'll compromise at middle school what a world well 13 year olds need to know the angle that australians have sex at because what if they're in australia again don't go to Australia. Ignorance is no excuse for breaking laws, people. And so know the laws when you travel somewhere, especially the sex laws, especially the sex laws. You got to look those up because you got to know, man, you don't want to get yourself in a bad sex laws situation 
down under or else you're never coming back. They'll put you in a sex prison, and that's worse than a regular prison, but also better. They let you All have right. more time out. They let you have more time outside, is what I mean. There's a pond, but there's a little water on the pond, so you can't drown anyone in it because they learned their lesson. Man, Australian sex prison sounds tough. It well, it, it was tougher before they put the little wall up around the pond. Definitely, definitely. Listeners, put a little wall up around your pond so that inmates can't can't drown each other in there. Metaphorically, that's that's our lesson here. And learn the sex laws and uh, something else. Apples, get ready. Uh, double deuce. I think we've covered everything. And uh, yeah, thanks no, you, for you, thanks you really, for listening, you really, you really I hope that you learned. It all up. I hope you learned a lot. Um, and we're going to turn it back over to your teacher now. Double deuce. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're at Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook. And our email is DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on patreon.com backslash double deuce pod. Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff on there. We got me talking about things I'm seeing. We got extra minis, like the minis you find in the Decaduces. We got Will singing. Or if you want to pay for him not to sing, there is a way to pay for no singing. The world's your oyster. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. So much stuff. That's patreon.com backslash double deuce pod. Yeah! Yeah! Sorry, when you're like, wherever fine podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes Wrath. It's like, whatever, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> Double deuce! Good episode.